Welcome to Leatherbread, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso, and Matthew Scotty Holtmeyer. We're live, baby, and welcome to Leather Brains. As always, I am your host, Slapdog, and I have my very good friend, Alan Casanova Castro, here with me. Alan, did you have a good Christmas, my friend? <clears throat> yeah, I did. Um, I felt like it was important to keep up with the spirit, so I had to keep my Christmas sweater on for this episode. It, it's impeccable. It looks wonderful, and I'm glad Thank you're wearing you. it. I see... Does it, it looks like Santa may have brought you a new helmet in the background as well. Yeah. <clears throat> One of our, excuse me, I hate clearing my throat in the air. That had to happen. Um, yeah, our, our good friend Can't Stop, Won't Stop on Twitter uh, made a comment that uh, people should listen, but don't pay attention to the Chiefs helmet <laughs> in the background. So I felt like in the spirit of giving in Christmas, um, we you know, we'll definitely tag him in this episode, but I felt yeah. like I should put a Raiders logo, but I ran out of black ink. So it, I had, it doesn't, it doesn't look great, but in spirit it's there and you can kind of tell, but the chief's logo isn't there. So that's, that's my gift to him. That's very kind of you. That's very kind. Santa brought us leather brains team, a new background. So, um, we'll probably still be changing a couple things on it, but thank you Santa for that. And, uh, and for all of you out there that are listening and support us, so we hope you had a very Merry Christmas. So, um, there were some things that happened, of course, uh, NFL-wise. There was some upsets. There were some games that were frustrating to watch. We're going to cover all that today, so we're going to give our NFL synopsis um, and kind of more of an NFL synopsis probably than for fantasy football because at this point, you know, you're in the end game now. Most of you probably kind of have an idea as to what you're expecting in these next this next week or two, depending upon how your league's set up. So I think for us... Uh, we want to talk football. That's what we that's what we want to do here. So we're still going to talk about fantasy. We're going to sprinkle that in, but there's also just some football that we need to cover. So, Alan, you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get out of business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. First game here: Jacksonville versus the Jets. I, I Jacksonville won against the Jets, nineteen to three. Did, I, did you get the opportunity to watch this game? Unfortunately, I was driving across country, so I uh, I could not watch the game. But I heard enough. In, the group text was going off for the the Leather Brains team, so it, it sounds like you may have been able to see some of this. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, it wasn't a great game to watch. There was a lot of those games that kind of fell into this bucket. Where you're like, eh. I mean, I think there's just so many that were very ho hum. This one in particular, mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, I think everybody kind of thought it was Zach Wilson. They're like, uh, will he figure it out? And then you have Robert Solid come out and say his confidence is shot. And then it's like, well, no shit. You benched him. Like if you told him <laughs> he can't play and then brought him back, like his confidence is going to be shot. Sure. Um, but he just looked, he just looks, it's so bad that my, it, this might go down as one of the worst, you know, top picks in NFL history for sure. Uh, it's, it's certainly looking like it. I mean, uh, there were reports that the entire, and you could audibly hear it on TV that the jets, uh, the jets stadium was actively booing Zach Wilson whenever he was on the field. That's gotta be tough. Like, and I, I hate Zach Wilson. We don't root for injuries on this podcast. And I said, I hope Zach Wilson gets hurt in our group text. So that's about where I'm at with him. I think, and if you're a jets fan, like you're done, right? Like that's, that's the mentality that you have with him. You think? Yeah. You, <laughs> There's no way you look at him and say he'll figure it out next year or we can work with him. 
-hmm. definitely looks, he just, I don't know what happened. And I was reading through uh, reports of his initial draft, like his draft notes. And it was kind of interesting because you had people saying and comparing him to like Mahomes or Rogers and he can just sling it and he can just put the ball wherever he wants. And he's got great arm talent and all this stuff. And it just, it's just another one of those things where you're like, man, the people that evaluate the draft and these teams looking at their future, it's such a crapshoot. But I feel like this one you kind of should have seen coming. I don't know. 100%. To me, I was never sold on him. So this seems like, no. yeah, I saw this going this way. Yeah. And it, like, you don't see those flashes, right? And and so on the opposite side of the ball, you got you got Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence is playing some pretty good ball right now. He is. And, and is he, you know, like in that MVP conversation? Absolutely not. But what he's doing is he's showing you flashes that he could be a long-term solution for the Jaguars. He's not one of those guys where like, you know, Zach Wilson, this is his second year. You would hope you would have seen some of those flashes, and I haven't. I haven't seen any of it. For production, for fantasy football, he has done nothing for that team. And it has really hindered anybody that you drafted for him. And, and then just in general, he's he's not the leader. And I think really what what did him in in his finality was that interview. And he moved it less than three inches per play in that game. And and then they came out and said, Do you think you're you're part of the reason that you guys, you know, did not succeed? And he said, No. And I'm like, dude, you have to have some self-awareness. Like that is where you're at. You have to be able to look in the mirror and say, I was the problem. He didn't do that. And I think that that kind of showed his true his true colors there. So I, I think that you got to move on from him. And um, I have some I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. We'll talk about it in a different game here in just a little bit. But I got some crazy thoughts going through my head. I want to explore them with you. But uh, really, really unfortunate to see for the Jets because they have had a, a very they have a great defense. I mean, their defense is one yeah. of the best in the NFL right now. Um, they have a lot of weapons. Their quarterback has just been the problem all year. And, and Mike White has, when he's on the field, uh, you know, we've all been screaming Mike White from the the top of the tower and we want him to be in there, but has some problems staying healthy. So Jacksonville, are they the real deal? I mean, you got Evan Ingram. He went seven for eight for 113 yards. He put up almost 19 fantasy points. He's an unrestricted free agent after this year. Um, I'm not saying go target him in Dynasty necessarily, but he's kind of been that late round or late, you know, towards the end of the year kind of boom in that tight end position. So is, is Jacksonville, are they are they legit? Should Jacksonville fans be excited for the future, you think? Uh, I, I think so, because you, you got to remember also that, you know, uh, Urban Meyer hosed them. And in Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, that was pretty much just a wash because there's no development. It was just chaotic. Like nobody in that locker room knew what was going on. I couldn't imagine... You know, you think about starting a job for the very first time and you're in this you're in this building of this this job and everything is just crazy. Like I can't imagine he was on settled footing. I think for me, what's intriguing, just because of how I personally draft in a lot of redrafts, I always wait on quarterbacks. I always think you can find a lot more value down towards the latter half of the rounds. And I think for me, seeing what Trevor Lawrence has done. You know, throughout the season, he started hot, kind of lulled in the middle and then picked back up at the end. And I'm interested to see with another offseason with this coaching staff, I'm circling him tentatively on some late rounds for the late round. Yeah, I, I love that. Good value for him. Yeah, because he's shown. I mean, he's he's been able to to kind of get it done for him. Um we're going to move on to the next game here. Uh, Atlanta versus the Ravens. Ravens win this game 17 to 9. It's probably no surprise. Both these teams aren't great. They're not. Atlanta is not a good team. And, and the Ravens, they're missing Lamar Jackson. They have not looked wonderful. Desmond Ritter gets the start again. Rookie quarterback. He went 22 for 33 for 218 yards. Um, 
what I mean, what are you seeing out of Ritter? Is it something that you're excited about? Is it something you're, you know, oh, we're in for another ride with this, this a terrible quarterback in a, in a franchise? What do you think? I think for me, it's very, I think it's very few and far between that NFL teams don't know what they have with quarterbacks or they can't kind of tell where this is going. I think in recent memory, the only one was Josh Allen, where his first year was kind of like, meh, you weren't really sure. And then he just exploded. And you don't really mm-hmm. see that ramp very often. It's like, there's something there, I can see it. And then it just kind of builds and you work with it. Um, I don't know if we've seen enough from Ritter. I I thought they opened it up more for him, obviously, with the passing attempts that he got to have. Some of it was just by the nature of how ugly this game was. Sure. I'm interested. I don't know what they see in practice. I haven't seen anything that's like, man, this guy's got it. But I don't, you know... It, the team is just kind of all over the place anyway. So it's one of those, is it him? Is it everybody? Is, does anybody care anymore? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. is anybody giving a effort anywhere? You just, Bingo. you don't know. Well, and you know, he, he's a rookie, right? And he's only, this is a second game. And I, I don't think anybody is expecting greatness, but you, you are hoping that you can see some flashes of something. Um, Drake London, I mean, he went seven for nine for 96 yards. He did get a fumble. Ritter looks like, and, and it's a small sample size and you, you got to look at, the level of defenses that are playing and all these things, but it, it looks like there might be some hope for those that drafted Drake, Drake London, not in a fan or a, a redraft format, but in a, in a dynasty format, you know, Kyle Pitts and Drake London, what do they look like on the field with Ritter? Because Ritter looks like he might be able to sling the ball a little bit better than Marcus Mariota was. Um, Tyler Aljair. I want to talk about him for a second, 18 for 74 and zero. And then he went four for five through the air for 43 yards. He's the future. He is the future running back for this mm-hmm. team. I think that's that's kind of where he's at. You know, at the beginning of the year, it was Cordero Patterson. And I came out and said, like, Cordero Patterson is getting older. He is not a young man. They drafted Algier. I think they're going to start. He's going to get worked in. And he has been. And now I think that going into next year, he's certainly, like, if you're playing Dynasty, man, he's a buy low because I think his value only goes up. The Falcons are very run heavy as a team to begin with. They have a, a rookie quarterback that I... And I don't know what the future holds. I think Ritter is probably going to be their guy next year. I think they're going to give him a shot. They're going to see what he can do. So they're going to be relying on the run game a little bit more. He's a really great buy low candidate because I think his stock just continues to grow. So I, I, I throw that out there. I don't know if you agree with that, but he looks like he is, he's going to be the bell cow uh, towards the end of the year here and, and moving into next year. Yeah, and I think this dovetails. And You know, we talk about Ritter and you talk about Algier and London <clears throat> this you look for quarterbacks that get their playmakers the ball in space mm-hmm. or they can, you know, know where to go with it. And that's that's pretty much I mean, that's it. That's being a quarterback, right? That's what we're all looking for for fantasy. Like, are these guys yeah. getting opportunity? And I'm intrigued. I think it's interesting. Uh, but again, that I mean, that wasn't a completely healthy Baltimore team either. And there's just so many things you don't know. But I think for right now, it, I'm optimistic at what these guys could be from a fantasy perspective, even going into next year. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, man, J.K. Dobbins came back and he was on for 42% of the snaps while Gus Edwards played 40. So there was a very clear timeshare there. Um, J.K. 12 for 59 and zero. Gus Edwards 11 for 99 and zero. I, I mean, Dobbins, he he came back. He came off the IR. He was ready to go. He has looked great over these last couple of weeks. Is that worrisome, especially for those that are kind of counting on him for fantasy in this next week or two? I I The, the last few weeks since he came back, he wasn't breaking away those those runs that he normally does. He got space and you could tell he was trying to unhitch the wagon. Mm-hmm. He's still battling through something. Just you can tell there's just like that gear he doesn't quite have since in injury. And that's to be expected. 
you know, these, you know, these are athletes that are out there. And if he doesn't have his, his a stuff, I think this is kind of what you get. Um, it's optimistic just with the share that he's getting, but I, with him, if I'm drafting him and if I rewind back to the beginning of the year, in my mind, I always look at the guy in my head, like, can this guy go break a touchdown? <laughs> and I would yeah. think that with JK Dobbins. And I just don't think he can do that now. I think the play has got to be right. It's got to be close. You know, something's got to happen for him. Cause I just, he's not breaking those. No. And a, then you got Lamar Jackson, obviously um, has not played. I'm going to, I, you know what? And I'm going to, I'm going to have a hot take here. This is, I'm going to come out and say my, my thoughts and feelings on Lamar Jackson. I don't think Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback. I'm throw. I am, I am the first Oof. to come to the, yeah, I don't, I don't because he struggles to stay healthy because the Ravens use him in the run game so often. And in, in some of that is probably in part due to the fact that he doesn't really have a lot of wide receivers to throw to, but I, I, you know, I've been off of his boat for a while. I haven't publicly been off of his boat for a while, but I've been, I've been having these thoughts for quite a while. I, I think there's a chance. There's a decent chance. I think we kind of talked about it a, a little bit last week, but I think there's a chance that the Ravens do not re-sign him. Mm. I, I, I think, think about it. And they have no wide receivers. They have a quarterback who every year has been out for four to five games because they run him into the ground. So he's got health concerns. They already didn't re-sign him this last year when he was like they were in contract negotiations for a long-term deal and they didn't come to the conclusion. What if they move on from him? What uh, if they talk- do? That's I mean, he this is Lamar Jackson, man. This is the unanimous <clears throat> MVP. This was a guy a few years ago that was a couple, a couple years ago. I know that's what I'm saying. That's crazy to see. But I think this I see your point. I think he's still I think he's banged up. I thought he looked decent. Uh, the team doesn't look right. Um, I said that in the beginning of the year, like their identity was running the ball and like scheming and play action and all that. And they didn't seem sure. to like want to do that anymore, which is kind of odd. And I think that hurt Lamar. Um, but I also said it and you brought up a good point about running quarterbacks. There's not a lot of like aging running quarterbacks that you see. The only one no. was like Michael Vick. And that was just because he had to take some time off forcibly. Yep. And so <laughs> you you don't see that. And I think, you know, we talk about quarterbacks that run and that's part of their upside is like that shelf life is not very long. And I don't know, like I'm crossing my fingers cause I'm an NFL fan and I like seeing great players and he's such a good athlete that I'm crossing my fingers that this isn't his downfall, that it's just sure. kind of another hiccup for him. But I mean, if you're thinking of it from a GM perspective with the Ravens, you can't think that, Hey, I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket for the reasons we just mentioned. And that's my that's my concern is and and look I'm not saying that I don't love Lamar Jackson as an athlete but there's a lot of concern there and I think that that it's it's a real concern because you look at somebody like like Patrick Mahomes right Patrick Mahomes his worth is in his ability to extend plays and we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes here when we get to the Chiefs uh, game but I, I I bring him up because he doesn't take unnecessary hits if you watch him he will not very rarely he does it every once in a while when it when it really counts but like. He's not gonna lower his shoulder and try and get you the the first down. Like he will slide because he's he's protecting himself because he knows that while he does have a cannon for an arm and he is able to scramble the ball, that scrambling for the ball, if he continues to do that as aggressively as some of these athletes like Lamar Jackson, his shelf life becomes a lot less. Kyler Murray, same thing. And look what happened to Kyler Murray, you know? So Lamar doesn't have a great arm. He doesn't. Has he improved his arm? Yes, I will give yeah. him that. But can he stay healthy in transition into more of a pocket passer as he gets older? Yeah. I think that's some of the concerns for the Ravens yeah. as, as well as myself. 
Yeah, I think you. And the last, the last point I'll make on this is really just when you take a quarterback and you make him a running quarterback, or you rely on his legs for your offense, like this is part of our design. You start, you start putting your quarterback in a bucket of not the quarterback longevity for years. You start putting him with other uh, position groups, running backs, people that are taking hits, and how long do Mm -hmm. they last? And there's a reason they have a short shelf life. So I think. You know, it's very interesting. Um, I hope he stays with them. I hope they can figure it out and I hope he's healthy, but I wouldn't, I, I think you might be onto something if that's the direction they go. I mean, they could be very well circling the same things. We are not that we're GMs by any stretch, but um, <laughs> that's what I would want to look at, right? Like I'm investing sure. in somebody. How long will that investment pay off? Exactly. Um, I don't, dude, I don't even want to talk about this next game. I'm just yeah, heartbroken. Do we, yeah. Do you want to, should we move on? I, uh, man, we'll touch what on the it. hell happened. What happened, dude? Carolina, Detroit Panthers win this game 37 to 23. <sighs> what do you do? What do you do? I, I look, I'm, I'm not, we're not a, I'm not a Lions fan, but I've been rooting for Dan Campbell. I've been rooting for the Lions. I love me some Dan Campbell. Scotty, <laughs> our producer has been very vocal that he is not a fan of Dan Campbell. And I think you're, you're in the camp of you love him or you hate him. Cause I've met people who are like, I can't stand that dude. And I've met people who are like, I've never met the guy, but I would run through a brick wall for him. I'm in the brick wall category. Uh, they didn't look good, man. They did not look good. The Panthers Panthers run defense is not good. And they couldn't, the Lions could not do anything on the ground. You've got Swift and Williams. They combined for less than 30 yards rushing combined for less than 30 yards rushing. It's terrible. (laughs) That lost Um, some fantasy games for sure. Some people are just like, that's it. 100%. Actually, you know, uh, talking about Scotty, he called me. He gave me a phone call right before these games started. And he said, Hey, look, man, I need some help setting up my lineups. What are you thinking? And so, you know, I pull up his team and and he's, he's playing for not last place and we're in a punishment league. So naturally I'm like, I'm getting bought in a little bit and I start looking, I'm like, dude, you got to play one of these guys. Like the the Panthers run defense is awful. One of these guys is going to hit and he had both of them. So I'm like, which, you know, then we got in the conversation of which one do you start? Turns out it was neither of them. And thankfully he didn't (laughs) and he's probably going to win, but it's insane. It is absolutely yeah. insane. And then, you know, Yeti had DJ Shark as a start last week. He actually did pretty dang good. Uh, four for five for 108 yards. He almost had 15 points for fantasy. He led the wide receiver room for the Lions. Uh, Amon Ra had 14.6 points. So DJ Shark was actually the leading wide receiver on this this team for fantasy purposes. Um, I mean, did you get the opportunity to watch this game at all? No, I didn't watch this game uh, live. I always go back and do like highlights or I'll go on yeah. Reddit and I'll circle through and just try to get a feel for how the game played out. That's actually a mm-hmm. sneaky fun thing to do. If you've never done it is go through uh, game threads on Reddit and go back to like when it started and just read everybody's comments <laughs> of like ebbs and flows. Cause it's so funny. Cause you're just like, this is like me watching a game. Um, yeah, it was, it was wild. I, I did not see the score coming. I didn't see their running back. It's, they just look very unprepared and I know your team Campbell, but that's, that's on the head coach. You almost think oh, he looked at oh, this yeah. as like, you know, we're going to lean on what win. we've done. We're just going to win this. We're good. And that's this is the NFL, man. These are all professionals is bad. Mm-hmm. The worst team in the NFL can still beat the best team on any given Sunday. And so this is just a friendly reminder to Dan Campbell. Um, you can't take a week off, man. You can't. You know, this there there is no wiggle room. Somebody will out scheme you. These are all <laughs> they're all getting paid. They're playing. Away. I just I couldn't believe it. This was just a wild outcome yeah. to me. 
Well, the Lions have a terrible defense, and and I that's that's no surprise. I think their their run defense has gotten a heck of a lot better, but they're they're pretty leaky as far as defenses are concerned. Um, Deontay Foreman had 21 attempts for 165 yards and a touchdown. He was had almost 23 fantasy points. I mean, even DJ Moore was usable. He had went five for seven for 83 and a tutty. Um, yeah, it was just just so so sad to see because I have been uh, rooting for the Lions as I'm a Cardinals fan. That is uh, our season's over, and we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. But it, it, I don't think this is a a, a real thing. But I, I'm just proposing this as a what if scenario. Is there a chance that Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback for the Panthers Panthers next year? Like, do you act like? They've looked better with Sam Darnold than any other quarterback they've had this year. I'm not saying he's great whatsoever. Like, probably not. Who do they go get? A rookie? Yeah, that's a, then you're hitting a reset. Like, and you know, the, these are businesses, and they want to keep, <laughs> you know, they want to keep the lights on, and they want to sell popcorn. I, I obviously, do do? I don't think Darnold's not the answer long term. No. We all know that. I I'd be interested to see what who else will be available for them. Um, mm-hmm. I think in this earmuffs Yeti and can't stop one stop, but I think Derek Carr will be a very interesting offseason quarterback acquisition. Yes, he has his troubles, but he can still move the ball. You know, he can still make plays. I think the Raiders are going to move on. Um, that's my to. yeah, and I, there'll be some teams. The Colts obviously are you know always in the quarterback portal ready for somebody to come in. So I, I think there'll be some interesting names. I think if you don't land one of those top ones, I think you got to just stick it out with, with Darnold and try to, you know, see what a team, because the problem is you don't want to completely blow it up. You want to be able mm-hmm. to bring another quarterback in to keep, to keep the show running. So, yeah. you know, try to build around him and make it look, you know, enticing and, you know, have something put together for the next one. That's, that's just my yeah. thoughts. Yeah, and I'm interested because you've got DJ or uh, yeah DJ Moore that they you know they signed to a big contract so he got paid but like you're not using him like a wide receiver one. This is a first year where he's going to have under 1100 receiving yards because he's gone through like 80 quarterbacks in this one season. So it's it's tough, right? Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do there because Sam Darnold is like you mentioned, he's not the answer, but he's something. So depending upon where they want to go in the draft, I am very interested to see that. Uh, Two teams that are not going to be looking for quarterbacks next year is the Bills, Bears, man. Bills, at the beginning of this game, Bears were in the lead. It was kind of frisky. I was like, what's going on? And then obviously Bills did Bills things. Bills win this game 35-13. to You've got Devin Singletary and James Cook who had a pretty even splits. I think that, you know, we've touched on this before. I think James Cook... um, I think he's going to be the starter running back next year. I don't know that in, in finality, but I get the feeling that with with them working him in as much as they do, they want to get him comfortable next year because Singletary and Hines, there's a very good opportunity that they will not be there next year. Cook is another buy low running back for me uh, in dynasty formats. Gabe Davis, he actually led the wide receivers for the, the Bills. He went three for six for 45 yards and a touchdown. So Stefan Diggs, a lot of people were counting on him for fantasy football greatness, and uh, you got less than four points. You didn't get much targeted targeted twice. Yeah. That's not even just like low output. That's like the ball was even going his way, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, I think this played into how I feel like the bear or the bills should be playing. And yeah. you're leaning on your running backs. You got a great offensive line. You saw what they did. They just like took it right to the bears and Allen was, was giving the ball away. And I think that's, I mean, that's what was keeping the bears in it was that he was, yeah, 
you know, he was in the Christmas spirit giving gifts, just like a lot of quarterbacks were this weekend. And I, I, I love Josh Allen. I think he, he does so many good things for that offense. I think they have to run the ball better. You know, it's cold. They're, you know, they're a cold weather team. They should know this. And sure. I think this was just, this is how they should be putting teams away. Just running it right down their throats. Yeah, and they and they did in this one. And I think when they have the opportunity to do so, they should protect your quarterback, let develop the run game a little bit more because kind of like the Chiefs, they're a pass first team a lot of times. And so it was it was kind of refreshing to see them change the the game script in that way. Um beyond that, I, I really don't have a lot to talk about there. Sorry for those that played Stefan Diggs. You know, he's he's a must start, and unfortunately they they really didn't need him in this one because they they kind of ended up coming getting ahead and they like you mentioned, they focused on the run game and got it done. Yeah, Fields. Uh, I just want to touch on real quick. Yeah. Fields was yeah. was bottled up. Bills have a great defense. It, that was kind of unfortunate. I think if you're if for some reason you're you're in it and you have Fields still, I think next week looking ahead um, to his matchup, I think is very intriguing if you want to play him because he's going to be going up against the defense that I think he can can carve out, which we just talked about, which is the Lions. <laughs> yeah and i mean he's a focal point for that team right like fields i would be starting him against the lions next week so if you started him this week and it was kind of a bust look for bounce back because he's his run game equals a lot of fantasy football points and that's what you're looking for uh man i you know i, I watched this game with friends um they were browns fans it was devastating uh this is the new orleans saints versus the browns saints win this game 17 to 10 <sighs> It's Andy a dome Dalton. team. Oh, it was negative a billion. You're at home. This it is your so thing. <laughs> it looked like I was watching that game, and I'm like, there was absolutely no chance. Like, I look, I am not nearly talented enough to be playing NFL football, but if I was, I probably would just be like, you know what? I'm going to stay home for this game. It Everything <laughs> looked – it was just cold. Like, you could tell it was cold. It was, yeah. it would be painful to play in this. Andy Dalton is trash. I don't know what the saints are doing here. He went eight for 15 for 92 yards and in an interception. He finished with less than three fantasy points. Um, and Taysom Hill, they went nine for 56 and one rushing. So like the saints don't even know what they should do offensively. I think is kind of where they're at. They're like, you know, we'll put him in a little bit. We'll put him in a little bit. We're just going to try and figure out what to do to win games. I, they won the game. You can't discredit that, but it's a sometimes, bleak future for them. Yeah, sometimes I wonder what GMs are thinking about. Because you think about Andy Dalton, and I don't know how many years in a row we're like, this guy's just not good anymore. Like, he had a moment. He he was decent. And it's wild to me how long these quarterbacks stay on and they stay a part of these NFL teams. It's like, how? How? How did the – like, I'm just yeah. very – it's very confusing to me. This is another confusing one. We've talked about it too. I mean, New Orleans just can't, they don't have no wiggle room with cap. No. They have like nothing. They're screwed. Just, uh, yeah. It's, I just, I don't get it. I, it was nice to see Kamara get on there. Um, you know, he's such a dude and see him buried on this team of, well, yeah, just this like was the first week where he, he did something. He had 20 attempts for 76 and a, and a touchdown. You'd hope for more yards out of 20 attempts, but I mean, he did well for fantasy. I think he had just a little under 20 points. So um, this is like since week eight, this is his best game. Uh, good to see Amari Cooper. He played at home and guess what? He does well when he plays at home. He went six for 10 for 72 yards. So he did all right. And Donovan Peoples Jones was kind of non-existent in this one. He went live one for five for two yards. Not something you're expecting out of DPJ, given his usage the last two weeks with lots in there um, or a few weeks. 
This offense is interesting. And I think I, I think if you're a Browns fan, this is how I look at it. And, I, and I'm curious as to your thoughts. The season's over, right? You know that. You know that your season is done. You you have Deshaun Watson in there who hasn't played in two two years. At this point, you just kind of want to see him get comfortable playing again. And and so that he'll be ready for next year. That that's my look at it. I think, you know, I'm not writing Deshaun Watson off. Has he looked wonderful? No, but he also hasn't played in a long time. He doesn't have you're throwing him in and towards the end of a season. He's trying to build rapport with his team. He's trying to to feel comfortable in this system. And he's playing against guys who've already been playing for the last 12 weeks. So like that, that's gotta be pretty tough to do, right? I I think so. I'm also intrigued as to why they aren't dumping it to the running backs more. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, he had 31 attempts and I think only like a couple went to running backs. You know, it's a cold weather game. I, I think to me, that's how I would have been using Deshaun. You talk about getting a guy's legs back under him and getting his confidence, right? Like, head coaches and offense coordinators do that with dumping the ball off or screens or something like that. And they just, they just like, don't do that. They just treat them like a drop back. It's like they rolled tape of like three years ago and they're like, all right, this is the guy we're getting and let's go do that. And it's like, yeah. no, you're, you're playing in negative 13 degree weather. It's tough to throw and it's cold anyways, you know, work it, you know, get him some confidence. You know, he's, he's been out. Um, I think whatever I, it'll be next year is kind of the one where all the fans will definitely be calling for. Yeah. Uh, so they'll want to some, see some, some noise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll let you talk about this game. You're a Chiefs fan. Seahawks, Chiefs. KC wins this game 24 to 10. Yeah, it was an interesting game. Very defensive in the middle of the of the game. Um, first half pretty much had all the fireworks. You had McKinnon got on the board again, had another receiving touchdown. Uh, Pacheco ran the ball well. Mahomes, I think, threw for two touchdowns, ran for another touchdown. Um, I think we'll talk about MVP race here in a second. Yeah. Um, but the, I was probably most impressed with just the chiefs defense. Um, I know Lockett wasn't in for the Seahawks. And yep. so that showed because they, he didn't have very many options. It was very easy to play defense. It looked like, which yeah. for the chiefs, I didn't think they'd be able to do anyways. <laughs> um, uh, Walker got his, he got over a hundred. Um, but there was a big chunk of the middle of that game. That was honestly a total snooze fest. It was just like punt, punt, punt. Yeah. Punt. And so I was like, yikes. Uh, but again, it was another one of those cold weather games. It's just, it's, it's tough to, to be your, to be your normal self. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was happy for I, McKinnon to still, he still lathered yeah. up. Still found success for fantasy purposes. I think the thing that I was most impressed with was at the end of the game, uh, the gift that they got Andy Reid. So I'm sure you've seen the video. If you haven't, I don't. I, we're not going to play it for you. But um, essentially, Patrick Mahomes, you know, at the end of the game, they won. Andy Reid standing there. Patrick says, hey, we got you a gift, coach, and it's a box. And so he hands him this, this wrapped box. He unwraps it, and it's a Nike box, and you open it up, and there's a cheeseburger inside. Everybody erupts. They're all cheering and screaming. It was really cool to see. And I'm like, hell yeah. That's awesome. And so he, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool to see, but you bring up Patrick Mahomes as an MVP. And I think I, I and I, I got to state this because you are a Chiefs fan and I am not a Chiefs fan. I, 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 I like Patrick Mahomes. It's fine, but I'm, I don't really care about the Chiefs. And I'm just being honest when I say that because what I'm about to say, I think holds some ground. He's got to be the MVP. He's got to be the MVP this year. Like you, you look at this. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is, is another one that's kind of in that that contention. And we're going to talk about the Eagles game, but Gardner Minshew did really well. They lost the game. But, like, so, so then I start to think of it from a 
from a perspective of just like watching the games and knowing the quarterbacks and knowing the teams, the Eagles are a better team than the Chiefs. Would you, do you think that's fair to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Without a doubt. It, it, you've got Devontae Smith making some insane grabs in that game. AJ Brown, you've got Dallas Goddard, the, the, Miles Sanders. This team is pretty loaded as far as the roster is concerned. But then you look at Patrick Mahomes and I'm sorry. MVS and Juju are not AJ Brown and not Devonte Smith. And in Mahomes is getting it done. I think he truly is the most valuable player for his team because if you let's pluck out Patrick Mahomes for a second and leave the entire roster the same and let's put in Mac Jones. Let's put in Tua. Let's put in somebody else that you would be terrible. Oh, you would. So missing playoffs esque. Yeah, like I think that just lends credence to what Patrick Mahomes has is doing for that team when there's not a lot of help in a lot of other areas. And I so like I, and I'm sure you want to see him win the MVP for as a Chiefs fan, but like also just as as looking at it from a, a realistic standpoint, I, I think there's there's a lot of merit there. Yeah, this is so I guess from my perspective full homer this is like jordan or lebron or kobe like you know who the best player in the league is why aren't they getting the mvp all the time right it's like Mm -hmm. well it's stats and there's all this other stuff that goes in but like you know who should be getting it and in my opinion he is the best player in the league um you go back to the the offseason when the raiders the chargers the broncos everybody in the afc was making noise everybody was signing and doing all this stuff you know Bengals have a new line you know, the Bills are going to be the Bills. And you're like, man, there was a lot of people saying the Chiefs are going to be in trouble. They are probably not going to win the division. They may not make the playoffs like they lost Hill. Who are they throwing to? I what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And I think it 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 goes to over. It, it goes to state. That's how little people thought of Patrick Mahomes in the system. You know, he needed the, everybody, the prevailing thought was he needed the people and he still yeah. does have Kelsey. Um, you know, he has a really good offensive line running the ball, passing, you know, he needs new tackles, but he, I I think when you look at it through that lens of what this team was supposed to be on paper and what the rest of the league thought was going to be happening when you lose arguably the best quickest wide receiver in the league, and Mm -hmm. he's still leading the top offense, he's still leading in passing, still leading in touchdowns. (laughs) He's still like, it's incredible. Yeah. I I think, I think that. Jalen not playing this game really hit home for me to just watch it and be like, and and, and I love Gardner Minshew. We're going to talk about it in, in a moment, but I was just sitting there watching that game and all I could think was Patrick Mahomes probably deserves the MVP this year. Like just the way that he's playing with what he's got versus some of these other teams and he's, they're still finding a way to get it done. So I, I, uh, th- those are my thoughts on it. I'm glad to hear yours as, as a, a member or a fan of the team, um, maybe a member. I don't know what you do in your free time. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move on. Giants, Vikings, Vikings barely scraped by with a win on this one, 27 to 24. If you played any of your Giants wide receivers, as I know all of you did, it's it, it, they were a lock this week. <laughs> they did all really well. And you probably, I couldn't name any of these wide receivers. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, and Darius Slayton. So congratulations to all of you. I know you played them because they were just the best matchup ever. Um, they did. They all did really well. They all put up over the double digit points. And then if you played any of the, the Vikings wide receivers, uh, I, I apologize. Justin Jefferson was the only one that did anything. Wow. Brian Dableman, yeah. he's a he's a dude. He's a dude. 
Yeah, I, it's funny as we just talked about the Chiefs and their lack of weapons, and then we talk about the Giants and the room that they have at the wide receivers. Yeah, <laughs> I have that's a, impressive. I have an, I have an uncle that's a Giants fan, and we were discussing this, and he said, "Name one of the wide receivers for the Giants right now. Just <laughs> give me a name." And I was like, "Uh." You know, I gave him Galladay just because. And then he was like, yeah, you know, Tony's gone. They don't have any weapons. And you look at what this team was doing. Now, the Vikings are playing with fire every week, it seems like. But yes. I liked Abel. I thought he was a great coach. I thought it was a great hire. I liked him with the Bills. I thought he did a lot sneakily for the Bills that kept them afloat and kept them yeah. on top of their game. Um, yeah, it they just i mean justin jefferson is just the man right you're watching the future hall of famer you know play every sunday yeah uh i mean yeah these wide receivers did really really well there was a lot of of off-season speculation about daniel jones and what is his future in this in this league look like and he's the Giants might stick out with him because they need help in so many other places and and dana look daniel jones is not an incredible quarterback but they're He's certainly usable with Dable, and I think that's one of the the secrets with Dable is finding getting the best out of the players that you have. Because, like you just said, they have nothing. They have no wide receivers. They have Saquon Barkley, who did incredible. He had almost twenty eight fantasy points this last week. Um, but man, like I, I just I'm so impressed because I you know after they traded Kadarius Tony, the only wide receiver that I could think of that comes to mind was uh, Wandale Robinson, who's by the way hurt. So. They don't have any wide receivers. They don't have a whole lot going on, but they're still finding ways to, yes, they lost this game, but they're frisky. They're a team that has consistently been frisky all year. And so I'm I'm actually really excited to see what they do this upcoming year. I'm in the camp that I think Daniel Jones is going to be their guy for the foreseeable future while they try and build in some other areas. But it was this game was close. This game was really, really close. Hawkinson also had a great game. He went 13 for 16. Holy cow. For 109 yards and two touchdowns, he had almost 36 fantasy points. I'm just going to say, Hawkinson going there has got to be one of the best things that for, for owners of Hawkinson. That's the best thing that could have came out of that because they're feeding him often and a lot. Yeah. We talked about earlier, you know, I mentioned quarterbacks getting their playmakers the ball. That's what Kirk does. You know, he may yeah. not have the biggest arm. He's not fast. He can't do a lot of things. You could probably check a lot of boxes of things he can't do, but what he can do is get his playmakers, the ball. And you're absolutely right. Hawkinson, the dude is such a great tight end. Um, Jefferson still eating, you know, it, it's quite incredible. Um, and you, you see all those yards and you see those touchdowns and Jefferson's breaking Randy Moss's single season receiving yards record for the Vikings. And they won 27 to 24. You're just like, these things don't <laughs> add up. Like you, this looks like a blowout on paper. What happened? Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to that yeah. offense continuing to still eat. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, you know, Jefferson, he's got to be the the first overall wide receiver drafted next year. I think that's just kind of where he's at. Um, I don't think that's a surprise to even state that, but he's doing really well. It, it, there's in, and I've, I'm going to touch on this here at the very end of the episode, because this is, this is my crazy take of, of uh, probably the whole season. We'll, we'll touch on it here in a little bit, but um, if, if the Vikings don't figure this out, dude, they are, yeah, they're, they're going to go to the playoffs. Like the, their record is going to push them to the playoffs, but if they don't get their, their shit together, they're done. Like they, they are not playing well. And uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting to watch because they are blowing some games and, and like the Colts, they, it was cool for them to come back and, you know, be the team that, 
uh, has broken the, the biggest comeback in NFL history. But why are you in that position? Like those are things if with the record <laughs> that you have, the team that you have and your right. your playoff dreams that you guys are aspiring to get to, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be in a position for that to even happen. You know what I mean? I think uh, I think for me, <clears throat> when you look you look at the NFL playoffs, there's always teams that you're like, this team's probably just going to lose out and they'll be done. And they win. And you're like, all right, they're going to lose next week. And then they win again. And they're like, all right, no way. They're not winning this next one. They're not going to beat this team. And then they win again. And then they are like in the Super Bowl. And you're like, what the hell happened? This could be the Vikings this year where everybody's just going to probably throw dirt on them and be like, they're going to be first round exit. They're going to probably be a very popular first round or their first. I would think that's depending accurate on to say. And I wouldn't be surprised if they prove people wrong either and just actually win games and just look decent doing it. Right. Like they obviously know how to win close ones. So yeah, playoffs is going to be, so we'll see. Yeah. I'm interested to see that as well. Um, we'll go to the Bengals Patriots here, 22 to 18. This game was actually pretty dang close. If you started at almost any wide receiver in this game, you were pretty dang happy that you did on both sides of the ball. Um, T Higgins was a huge beneficiary in this one. Jamar chase actually was, he went eight for 11 for 79. Okay. Day, but pretty quiet. I mean, he was the third wide receiver on this team. As far as fantasy is concerned, uh, KJ or, uh, Jacoby Myers and um, Bourne, I can't remember his first name. They both did really well, put up over 20 points. Not a whole lot to touch on here other than I think Ramondre. Um, Ramondre probably screwed some people over for fantasy, put up I think like three points in fantasy. He went 13 for 30. Pretty abysmal because Ramondre has been a staple of a lot of um, fantasy football teams and their success, as well as Jamar. Jamar, probably as far as what people needed from him, he put up less than four, like right around 14 points. So not terrible, but from your star wide receiver that you drafted really early and you needed him to do really well in fantasy, you probably didn't get that. So tough to see. Is there anything else you really want to cover in this? You'd like to move on? Uh, no, I just touch on, I thought Burrow played really well in the first half and then mm -hmm. they lost their, their starting left tackle and he tore his ACL and you could tell it, it just changed the game for them. And I, I don't exactly remember when in the cadence, but they the second half just looked completely different. It was like two different games, and then it ended up being close when I thought this was going to be a blowout. So yeah, from a fantasy perspective, it kind of was like very neutral. But from a game perspective, it was like, you know, Burrow's probably going to throw for six touchdowns today. And then it was like, holy crap, they're probably going to lose today. Um, and so yeah. it was just a very, very yo-yo type of game. Yeah, it's funny. You know, people, I don't think a lot of people realize how losing one player, especially on an O-line, can be that detrimental to, to a quarterback. But when you're when you're expecting your blind side to be covered and Joe Burrow, I feel I feel for that man because I was talking with um one of my girlfriend's family members and, and we were we were just talking about like would you rather have Joe Burrow? Like what do you think of Joe Burrow? And I was like, Man, he's I have a lot of respect for him because he's not your prototypical Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, where he's gonna scramble around. He doesn't do that. And I think Bengals fans have to almost kind of be excited about that because that means that they have their franchise guy for hopefully a very long time. But one of his problems is he 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 takes so many hits and it's not his fault because his O line just like mm -hmm. he he got sacked six times in the Super Bowl last year. He, and the week before he got sacked four times. When you're getting hit that many times, quarterbacks tend to panic. They tend to try and get the ball out of their hands quickly so they're not taking hits that they don't see coming. And so the O line has been a constant conversation for the Bengals. Uh, team and, and so losing somebody like that it, I, i'm interested to see down the line how this kind of looks for them because they're you know they're 
they're a Super Bowl contending team in a lot of ways. They went to the Super Bowl last year. What does that look like? I, I and we won't know. You know, like you mentioned, it did look like a different game. Let's see. You know, maybe that second string guy was rusty. I want to see how that they they look going down the stretch here. <sighs> what happened, Alan? What in the hell happened here? <laughs> Houston Texans versus the Titans. Texans win this game nineteen to fourteen. Sheesh. Uh, this Sheesh. validates the you know Dallas Cowboys Any given Sunday, baby. City Chief concerns, right? Like the Texans were playing well, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Like we don't want to be the one that loses to this team. And Tennessee was—I mean, they didn't have Tannehill, and they looked very ripe for for that. And so, but Houston's playing well. Uh, they, they have are. it. That, that D line is really good. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of—I'm like, not surprised, people... but I am surprised. So. People want to like like dog on on the Texans. They're not a good team, right? But like, they're kind of, they're frisky. They're frisky, and mm-hmm. they just beat the Titans. You know, Vrabes. I love Vrabes. He's I think he's a great coach. But um, what do, like if you're a Titans fan, like what, what go through the mindset of a Titans fan because I think you're you're about to hit kind of a rough patch in these next couple of years. Derrick Henry's not getting any younger. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill. They're they're looking towards the future with Malik Willis here. You got Robert Woods as a wide receiver. You traded away AJ Brown for a guy who is not AJ Brown. Like what? What do you do? Like you, you, you got to be kind of worried as a Titans fan because this has kind of been your mantras: Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. As he gets older, as he is not going to be playing because he he might, as players get older, they slow down, they get injured, those kind of things. What does that look like? Like what? Yeah. What? With a team without Derrick Henry is that's a scary thing because they lean on him for so long. Yeah, it's like the the Ravens and um, the Titans need to get together and be like, what are we going to be? Yes. What are yeah. we? What is our what do we do well? And for the Titans, you know what that was. They play defense. They run the ball. And the, the Ravens kind of the same way. But for the Titans, you know, Malik, I don't know if they it's like they just plugged and played an offense that's set up for Tannehill. And Malik mm-hmm. is. He's not Tannehill. You He's know, not, he, no. he, the way he wants to affect the game is totally different. So it's, it's like a philosophical issue almost behind closed, you know, behind the doors for the Titans of, do yeah. we continue to be what we've been or do we look mm-hmm. to alter how we attack the game, knowing that we have this quarterback that can offer up some different ways to beat you. And this game, I don't feel like was a fair shake for Malik because it was like, you're just going to be Tannehill and that's not how yeah. he wants to play. And so it was very, and you know, Texans being decent on the, the D line was probably also troublesome for them, but yeah, I, I don't know what they were going to do. Very interesting. But if I'm a Titans fan, you almost have to swallow the pill of like, I'm not, this is not going to be the same team I've been watching for the last five years. If that's not, what we're going to be moving forward. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think they're going to be in, in this, is my opinion, I think they're going to be in for a rough patch. I think that it's going to be a, a hard couple of years because the Titans have, They've been good. Like they have been a pretty dang good team and they've won games. And I'm like, how are you winning these games? Ryan Tannehill's not a great quarterback, but then I'm like, oh, well, they have Derrick Henry. He's kind of a cheat code. You're not going to have Derrick Henry forever. And I, I, I expect in the next couple of years, he's going to be gone because he's, I, I see him either getting injured or retiring or l- let's see what plays out, but he's going to slow down. He's got to. So, um, yeah, I'm I, not, not a, not a great future for him. And the Texans, like, you know, it's any given Sunday. They they've looked frisky. They are not a good team by any stretch of the means, but um people are playing to win. There's money on the line, there's other things, and then you know, I, I can guarantee you those NFL players, 
they want to win every single Sunday or Saturday, I guess, because we played some Saturday games. But, <laughs> um, they want to win. So the, and, and they did that. So good job for the Texans. They uh, they need a lot of help in a lot of different areas. But it was interesting to see because they're getting frisky. Um, Commanders 49ers. This game was I was actually I circled this game because the commanders have been frisky. They have been a team that is kind of like had a slow start. You're like, ah, they're trash. And then they've like out of nowhere, they've kind of emerged as like a a, a playoff contender, right? I'm not surprised 49ers win this game 37 to 20, but it like the, uh, a couple questions go through my head. This isn't a question, but the 49ers defense is the best in the NFL, period. That that is my my take, and I I don't know if you agree with that, but like they have the best defense in the NFL. Period. Yeah, it's got to be them or the Eagles, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got to be was, one of those two teams. It does. It does. And and I I think it's got to be the 49ers for me. They're just so good. They have every every like position. They're doing really well in. What, what I was really curious is, is so if you played any of the, the commanders wide receivers, which I don't know if anybody would, you know, maybe McLaurin, but beyond that, like they're kind of a scary start. They all did very well. They, there was not a single wide receiver that did not put up over 15 fantasy points. And then on the other side of the ball, you've got Bert, uh, Purdy, Brock, who did okay. Brock, yeah, they, he, he did all right for, for the wide receivers. But I want to talk about Taylor Heineke for just a moment. Like, what are your thoughts here? Is he. Is he the guy for them going forward? Like, are they gonna are they gonna be looking for somebody? Because he was their guy last year. He didn't do incredible. They went and got Carson Wentz. They realized, oh shit, he sucks. We're gonna put Heineke back in, and Heineke has found success for this team. So, what do you do? I was surprised that before the game, you heard that they were gonna switch quarterbacks. They, you know, if he didn't play yeah. well, which is very odd because if you just rewind yourself a minute ago, you said this is the best defense in the NFL. They have mm-hmm. everything that <laughs> defense could want going for it. And yeah. then you roll out Heineken and say, well, if you don't play well, we're probably going to play. Well, no shit. I'm playing the best defense <laughs> the best in the defense. NFL. And yeah. he didn't have a bad QBR. He threw a no. couple touchdowns. He did have a mm-hmm. pick, but he is playing the best defense in the NFL. And then you switch to Wentz. That that was very odd to me. I thought mm-hmm. Heineke was serviceable. Like, you're probably not going to win that game anyways. I don't think Wentz is going to come in and save you. Like, what the fuck is he going to do? And yeah. so... To me, that was like super. That was just very, very weird um, for for that to leak out ahead of time. Like, hey, we're probably going to do this, and you're like, you're playing the Niners. Like, then you're probably going to do it. So then, just do it. Like, what are we just do it? Yeah, it was very, very weird. I think Heineke's. I don't think he's bad. Like, he's just a serviceable quarterback. Like, he's not going to lead you to any championship games or anything no. like that. But um, I thought he played decent. Yeah, especially against this defense. Like, they put up points against them and some other teams with franchise guys maybe can't say the same so like i i don't hate it i uh i am interested to see what they do in this offseason because they're another team that's kind of looking for a quarterback and you know they have the wide receivers there john dotson has looked wonderful as a rookie they've got mclaurin so like they're, they're kind of hurting at that wide re- or the quarterback position and so i'm interested to see in the offseason what they do move on to the eagles dallas game this game was just I loved every minute of it. I hate the Cowboys. I'm I'm rooting for the Eagles in this one. And more than anything else, I'm rooting for Gardner Minshew. Because Uncle Rico, he's a baller. I love him. He's got the swagger. He's got the attitude. And they lost this game. But I think he deserves a role somewhere. Like, I would rather be playing Gardner Minshew than Taylor Heineke. I would rather be playing Gardner Minshew than quite a few quarterbacks. Zach Wilson. Um, 
I don't want to say Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson's not playing, but um, like he'd be great for the Ravens. Like I, I want him to go to the Cardinals as a Cardinals fan because Kyler Murray's not going to be playing at the beginning of the year. I love Gardner Minshew. He was awesome. And to be honest with you, I thought he played really, really well in this game. They lost the game. There was a lot of people kind of dogging on him. I'm not going to dog on him because if you watch this game, he was making a lot of great plays. Yeah, he had a couple boneheaded moves, but guess what? This was his first start this year. This is the first time he played this year, and he he looked really good. He So he threw an interception, but he hit Quez Watkins right in the chest, and it bounced off his chest. The D, defender picked it, and then the next drive, Miles Sanders fumbles the ball. It right. was at a really bad time. It, it it really put them in a bad position offensively where they had to get a, a go-ahead touchdown, and they didn't get it, but I thought he played great. And I don't know if you agree, but I, I, I thought so too. I thought I was yeah. surprised they threw it as much as they did with him. I thought they were going to try to lock yeah. the game down a little bit more and lean on that O line. But you got to remember, you know, he's playing the Dallas defense, right? Like Dallas mm. defense is pretty good. Well, they're good. They've been good this year, right? Like, yeah. So I, I thought he would struggle a little bit more than he did, especially mm. like, hey, here's your first game action this year. Have fun against the Cowboys at you know in Dallas. But I thought he played well. I loved his. I love his swagger. I love how he approaches and attacks the game. I agree. I think for some of these teams that we mentioned previous to this game recap, looking for quarterbacks to like, you know, patchwork themselves together. Um, he'd be a very interesting play. I thought they played well. I, I do think the rest of his, his team kind of let him down. The two picks that he did have, I don't think were like super egregious by any means. Like he was yeah. trying to get the ball into some tight windows, which that's the NFL. And sometimes that can happen. Um, but I thought he played really well. I thought the team still looked really good, even without Hertz. Um, mm -hmm. I think that just goes to what I already inherently knew is that they have a great D line and a great O line. And I think you saw yeah. that. Yeah. And that's, you know, like when we talked about with Mahomes, like they, they played their QB two and they still almost beat Dallas because of all the weapons that they have around them. And, and I don't, I'm not trying to take anything away from Jalen Hurts, but I, I think that lends some credence as far as Patrick Mahomes and his success. I will be buying a Gardner Minshew NFL jersey if. He starts somewhere next year, and I will be supporting that team because I do love him that much. Uh, somebody who maybe needs a new quarterback. Raiders, Steelers. Steelers win this game 13-10. to 10. Um, Who cares? Sorry, gross. Eddie. Who cares? Uh, sorry, can't stop, won't stop 88. Who cares? Um, Derek Carr is trash. I, Derek Carr is... He's, He's bad. And I, you know, I was writing show notes, getting everything ready for this. And I was like, what does his contract look like? So I went and pulled it up. He has a potential out after this year. I think there's a pretty decent possibility that they take that potential out because if they don't, he's with them until 2026. I don't think he has earned himself any sort of extra playing time for them or any reason for them to, to want to consider uh, him as their future guy. I mean, is you agree with that? Yeah, do you think they get rid of him? And do you think Jacobs and Carr both walk? Do you see Jacobs' post game comments? No, I didn't. Of him in the locker room. Oh, he was just—you could tell he was pissed. Like, really? he was fuming, pissed. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a guy that's going to be back either. So it's like, do you have Carr and Jacobs gone? I think Carr's gone. Um, he's. Got, I think he's. I think he should be. I think he should be. I think they should like. Gardner Minshew. I would probably, if I was a Raiders fan, I'd probably rather have Gardner Minshew. Raiders fans are, you guys are mean, nasty people, but I think Minshew would be a better quarterback than Derek Carr. There's so <laughs> many like Raiders fans that are like, Derek Carr's the man. He's going to figure it out. I'm like, no, he's not. He's not going to figure so it out. So time out. So time out. Because remember, Carr recruited Devontae to come play with him. I know. Right? Like, I know. That was, that was part of the selling point. So now 
do you piss off Devontae Adams? Like, do you even guarantee he wants to still be there if you bring in a different quarterback? He doesn't want to be there anyway. He doesn't want to be playing there anyway because he's not doing anything because they're not getting him the damn ball. He does well, not just... want to be. I think he realized, oh, Derek Carr is not really a good quarterback. And Aaron, Rod- I think that's a testament to Aaron Rodgers as as far as his ability to get Devontae the ball. It Aaron Rodgers should have been Devontae's best friend because Aaron Rodgers force fed him the ball so much. And he is a great wide receiver and he's getting open. And that really helped Aaron Rodgers as well. But Derek Carr sucks, dude. What? And okay. I, hear me out. Hear me out. What if? What if? Don't. 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 What if Aaron Rodgers says, I'm out of Green Bay? No. What a better place to go have one last victory lap <laughs> retire than in Vegas playing in a dome for half your games in the heat and you get Devontae Adams back and you get Darren Waller. Jesus, that would be fun. I don't I don't really see that happening, but it would be so fun no. if that did. That would be so cool. Um I don't I think the Raiders really were to, to buy that. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> it would be absolutely hysterical. Yeah, he's bad. He's bad. They yeah. gotta look towards the future. They gotta they gotta be looking for some other options here. Devontae Adams down the stretch, you look at his last three games, you know, he had 71 receiving yards, 28 receiving yards, and he had 15 against the Steelers. And that's quite the downslide. And sorry, fantasy owners, you know, if you were relying on him to to help you out uh, through the playoffs, if if that's who you had, because that's just gross. Like it wasn't even no target. Like the targets were still high. I think that's the interesting thing. The targets were there. Like, I think he was targeted like 10 times every game, but then to finish with two receptions, it's like, okay, that's got somebody. He's (laughs) he's one of, yeah, because it's not him. Like, he's proven to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL athletically. His route running is impeccable. He isn't a great wide receiver, but you also have to look at the quality of targets he's getting. And and I think that plays a huge part in it. So, on the flip side of this, the Steelers, eh, they did okay. I, I think Kenny Pickett. It's nice to see him kind of get a little bit more comfortable, and I, that takes time. He's a rookie. I think he will be their guy going forward. I think he's not doing bad. Uh, George Pickens had a good day. Deontay Johnson had a good day, and by good day, I mean over 10 points. Najee Harris did not do terrible. He went 16 for 53. He really saw most of his usability in the passing game going 6 for 9 for 42. I still don't like Najee. I have, we have been very vocal on this podcast that, that Najee is a fade. He still is that for me, but if they're going to work him more in the passing game like Big Ben did... I think he starts to see a little bit more usability. And part of the problem was, is when you have a rookie quarterback come in, he naturally defenses are probably going to cheat up a little bit because they know that he's not going to take risky deep ball threats. He's not going to move the ball as efficiently down the field through the air. So the Steelers would focus on their run game and that's what they did. And Najee is not a between the tackles running back. He is a let's dump it off to him and let him create some magic in space. If they get back to that a little bit more, I think that Najee's usability certainly goes up. Yeah. Quick question for you. <clears throat> redrafts yeah. next year what do you do with george pickens he's got the I'm highlight reel catches. i'd say like a like a six rounder is kind of where i'm putting i'm pegging him at at this point is like a six round six to seventh round s guy i mean there's so many other guys but then you think of like Cortland sutton went in the fifth round this year and i'm like i i could have threw that guy away week four and been done with it um yeah, I would put him in like the fifth to probably sixth round is kind of where I see his average ADP at being next year because, yeah. it, and that could be great because, you know, that sixth round, you're kind of looking for those dart throw guys right. that might end up hitting. And he's kind of in that category for me. If if uh, Pickett can improve in the offseason, you, you might hit, you might try gold on that one. 
Yep, is that I what agree. I mean? Where do you see it at? You see no, that's, six? that's what. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I always think of mid round. He is a mid round guy. He's just got such potential. You can see yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. and you you want to be. You, I could tell in a lot of the leagues I was in this year, people were drafting him late because you're like, I want to be the guy that has him already when he explodes. And I feel like yeah. that's kind of this. You think, okay, he could explode at any moment. I want him on my team already. That way it can happen. And I think same for next year. I think later in mid round, later rounds. Similar kind of to Christian Watson, I think. I think that, you know, we've seen him success with him and, and Aaron Rodgers is kind of getting him involved a little bit. So I see them similar. I think I would rather own Pickens uh, than Watson, but I, I think they're kind of in a, a very similar category. Uh, speaking of Watson, Green Bay here versus Miami. Green Bay wins this game 26 to 20. I was devastated. We are a Dolphins podcast and we lost uh, to the Packers who kind of stink. Um all the Packers wide receivers, uh, Lazard and Watson put up over 10. Jalen Waddle did really, really well. I think it was, at, he at one point was two for two for 93 yards and a touchdown or something right around there. And that was baller. I love to see that. Waddle did great. He put up 25 points. Hill put up 14. They didn't do great though, man. Green Bay had to win out. That, and, and there is a chance that they could do that. So if Green Bay wins out, and the commanders have to lose one of their n- next two games, the Packers will make the playoffs. That is not think, something I thought I would be saying. Do you think it happens? Who the Packers play? I don't know who the Packers, Packers schedule. I don't know who they have the Lions. They get the Lions and the and Vikings. The Vikings, yes. I don't think they do it. I don't think they do it. I think, the, you, think so? you, you just talked about the Vikings and you said how <laughs> how you think they're going to do it. No, I think that I, they could beat the Lions. I could see that happening. Um, they could also lose to either of those teams. Like, I don't think uh, either of those teams are locked for me. So I'm, I'm going to say they lose to one of them and they're out. Conspiracy theorist in me is like the NFL is going to try to make this happen. <laughs> they're going to want to get they're going to want to get Aaron Rodgers in there into the playoffs. Like they're going to want to sneak that in. You know, they're going <laughs> I, to. I don't want to see it. I don't. Uh, I, for me, this game came down to Tua at the end. Uh, second half Tua. Just bad throws. It was stuff you yeah. saw like last year from him. And I don't know if he was just trying, he was forcing it, trying to, you know, make some plays and hit some windows. But they were like, those throws were not very, it, it wasn't no. very good. They weren't close. It was, uh, I think uh, Scotty shared the one of the defensive backs reaction and to like one of the plays that he had. And it's just like, you know, they saw everything that was coming at him, that Packers defense. And we said it last week, the Packers have a good, good secondary. And mm-hmm. um, I think they, they got a little, uh, they're playing with fool's gold in that first half where they, the wide receivers broke some big ones and hit Hill for a long one and Waddle ran for a long one. And so I think they thought they could continue to lean on that. And I just don't think to a, I think he saw things and it was just that I put that on him, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I do too. Gave, they gave the Packers that game just by handing them so many extra opportunities in that second half. Yeah, they they did did not do that team any favor. Tua did not do that team any favors, which is and, and I'm kind of surprised because the, the Dolphins there I I, and I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they're they're kind of they like to throw the ball, but they're not afraid to run the ball. I'm surprised they didn't run the ball as much as they did because over the last couple of weeks the Packers have just been gouged in the run game and they, I mean, Mostert was involved a little bit. He did. Oh, he looked explosive when it, the ball was in his hands. But they, they, they didn't run it as much as I had necessarily expected he, them to. Mostert was averaging almost six yards a carry. What? Give him the like, ball. He had eight carries. 
It's like, yeah, when he had the ball in his hands, because I was watching him like, damn, he's he's running with some fire. And they did they just kind of went away from that a little bit. I'm like, why? Like you you uh, just here's what me. happened. Here's what happened. And this is what happens to teams that have explosive players like Waddle and Hill. Waddle broke an 84 yard touchdown. Hill yep. had a 52 yard reception. You know, and you look at that, and you're like, okay, we can hit these. Let's keep going. Right. And it's like those aren't those are amazing plays, but I've seen this as they're a not sustainable. Fan. They're not sustainable. You cannot yeah. rely on that. You can hit them sometimes, but when you have a running back averaging almost six yards a carry and you only give him the ball eight times, like that's why you lost. Like you, you had to control, you could have controlled the game with your, with your running back. Yeah. Yeah. Tough to see. I'm, I, you know what? I'm going to say the green Bay Packers do not make it to the playoffs because they need, I mean, they got to win out and the commanders have to lose one of the next two games. I don't know what the commander schedule looks like, but I'm going to say the green Bay Packers, they lose one of their games and then they're done. So I'm going to say they went out, out. They make the playoffs, went out, make the playoffs. All right. All right. We'll stay tuned. This next game is freaking disgusting. I don't know why, uh, the good Lord upstairs forced us to watch a game of Russell Wilson versus Baker Mayfield, but Holy cow, the Rams win this game 51 to 14 Russell Wilson is probably, this is going to go down in history is probably one of the worst trades ever made in the NFL. I think he Does looks this- so bad. Does this He's validate awful. Pete Carroll? Do, yeah, you know, yeah. The Silver Fox? Absolutely. Geno Smith's a pro bowler. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Geno Smith is a pro bowler. Yeah. Think about that. Ridiculous. That would have been the hottest of the hot takes in the offseason if you're like, Geno Smith's going to make I would have loved ball. to know. I would have loved to know what the, the Vegas line was for that because, oh, God, that nobody What a terrible. He's just bad. Russell He's Wilson is terrible. And I watched him in a couple of these drives and it wasn't, it was the game wasn't over, but it was pretty damn close. And it was like third and 17. And he just was like, you know what? The best option for me to do right here is tuck the ball and try and run it up the middle. I think he got a yard and he got cracked by two dudes. And I'm like, this is atrocious. I have never seen anything like, you know, you, we were talking about playing with fire at the beginning of the season with uh, the whole conference. Raiders, you know, they got Adams. It was going to be fire. Russell Wilson comes to the Broncos. Chargers are the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have as many weapons anymore. And that was the narrative that was being spun. And guess what? I was drinking that juice. I was like, man, the Broncos are going to be good. Judy and Sutton are going to feast. Russell's going to kill it. No, Russell's just getting killed. Uh The silver lining, Russell Wilson finally has the same amount of touchdowns thrown as bathrooms in his home. So we finally made it. I was it. worried that there was going to be a whole season where he actually did not get, I want to say it was, uh, what is it, 12 touchdowns? So he's got 12 bathrooms think, in his house. I think that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, 12. So he did it. He finally got it. <laughs> it took 16 weeks, 12. but we're there, baby. Yeah, at the end of the season, he has 12 touchdowns Fucking right now. Nuts. That is so bad. Shout out to that guy on TikTok that had been following that. And I, there's no way he thought <laughs> that was going to go the whole season. Oh my God. There's no way. Not at all. He is so happy. He's like, thank God, I'm so tired of making these videos. And now he finally <laughs> did it. And he's like, close the phone. Close the app. Uh, he's done. Cam Akers, he looked good, though. Right? And that was kind of interesting for me. Cam Akers, I, I think he put up like 30-something points. Yeah, when you're up this high, it's great. But I, I think that potentially cam makers might be the starting running back for them next year. Like, I think that's that, that could be the case. It's funny. You mentioned that. Cause I thought about that watching the game. Cause there's always a handful of guys like towards the end of the year where you're like, okay, next year I'm going to go get this guy. Cause he's really, 
and you think about the story that he had this year, like, is he even going to be on the team? Like, you know, he's going to be gone. Where's he going to go? And then he comes back and you're like, wait, he goes Cam Akers uh, stat line. Now, granted, this was a freaking blowout. This was so bad. So some of this so bad. grain of salt, but 118 yards rushing, three touchdowns. He had almost 30 yards receiving on just two targets. And that is bountiful. Um, I'm interested to see where we and other uh, fantasy projections have him next year when we're talking about redraft and like where where should you take him because i'm mm-hmm. i've always been a running back first drafter ever since i was drafting like ladanian and priest Holmes, and so that's always been my mantra and now i'm looking yep. at it and like fuck, i don't need any running backs anymore like everybody sucks like, <laughs> like give me justin jefferson yeah give me wide give receivers me but Cup. but then you look at this offense and you know it sounds like based on uh um stafford's wife that he's gonna be back she has her podcast yeah. and he basically said he'll be back. So shout out to her for breaking that. Um, I'm interested. <laughs> Cam Akers. I mean, that this was the story. He was for me a fourth this rounder game. this year. He was a fourth rounder this year. You didn't see shit from him. There's a whole dramatic storyline behind it. And then at the end of the year, he's actually like, he's the focal point of this offense in large part due to injury. But like, there's, there's probably a pretty decent chance. He's earning himself a starting, the starting role there this upcoming year. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I'll say about this game so shout out Yeti um as Chiefs as Raiders fans we always love seeing the Broncos lose and so you know I'm having Christmas dinner we're winding down and I couldn't think of anything better to watch than the Broncos getting their absolute teeth kicked in by Baker freaking Mayfield was just like it was great it was just a great way to relax and, and enjoy the evening for me well, yeah, and this was the Nickelodeon game, and I think Patrick Starr was even roasting Russell Wilson a little bit, and I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" I saw that. I uh, he said <laughs> he said that's not what he wanted to cook or something like. <laughs> just, just that is let Russ cook, man, and I don't think anybody wants anything he's serving at this point anymore. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. Um, I, I have this question for you. As a Chiefs fan, let's just let's just say hypothetically, Patrick Mahomes is he does not exist anymore. Would you rather have Russell Wilson or that battle of the Wilsons here? Zach Wilson or Russell Wilson as your quarterback for that team? Holy shit. <laughs> uh, I think for me, uh, Zach Wilson, um, for the sheer fact of I think the best thing he ever did was the story with his mom's friend. And so if I'm going to have a shitty team, I at least want to have some cool stories to go along with it. And Russell Wilson just doesn't have any cool stories. Um, so got I, Sierra. I'll, take, I'll take Zach. Yeah. I'll take Zach. <laughs> oh God. That would, yeah. I, I think I would take Zach solely because you're not stuck with him forever as well. Like you got to look at that. And so yeah, that's just gross, dude. Um, speaking of gross, uh, Tampa Bay versus Arizona. Tampa Bay wins this game 19 to 13. Tom Brady's done, dude. Tom Brady's done. Right? Like Tom Brady. I I sat down and watched this game. I was like, I'm going to watch this beginning to end. I want to see Tom Brady. I want to see. I know it's your Cardinals. I was like, I'm going to watch this. Let's see what happens. He just, it just, it's just not there anymore. I I mean, he's aging. And I think this is kind of like, one of the first times you're like, eh, like, does he want to do this anymore? You know, how much did the mm-hmm. divorce weigh in on him? It just, he was throwing to the other team a lot. And even at the end, like they just can't, the, the problem with this Buccaneers team, they can move the ball between the twenties. 
they just can't score in the red zone. They just have no idea yeah. what they're doing once they get down there, which you have Tom Brady. Like that's the dude that knows what to do when you get down there. So sure. there's somebody's not talking to somebody because if anybody knows how to score touchdowns in the red zone, it's Tom freaking Brady. Yeah, I I, I did not. I, I started watching this game and then I quick as a Cardinals fan, I, I quickly I stopped because it's our third string quarterback. We're out of the playoffs. I want my head coach to get fired. Our outlook going into the next year is pretty bleak because Kyler Murray's ACL is torn. And then I was like, you know what sounds better? Me going to sleep. So that's what I did. I, I, I was like, I'm done. I, I don't care. I, I'm checked out. I'm frustrated. Um, so I, Tom Brady, you mentioned Tom Brady because I didn't watch this game very much. And this, this might be probably one of the most absurd things that I've ever said. I don't think Tom Brady's going to retire next year. And the reason I don't, the man got a divorce. He doesn't have a wife nagging over him. Hey, you need to stop playing. Or when are you going to come home and see the kids? When are you going to do this? That's not part of his life anymore. Okay. Tom Brady this year has sucked. Tom Brady is probably one of the most competitive people in the NFL. He is. I mean, he's. there's he no is. way that you play this long and you don't think that, right? He's a competitive dude. He does not want to go out <clears throat> in sadness and despair, and this is the legacy that he leaves. So I think he's going to come back next year. <clears throat> His contract's over with the Bucks after this year. Okay? So this is where it's going to get it's going to get a little interesting. The Bucks. I don't think he plays as a Buck next year. So where does Tom Brady go? Where? What team would want Tom Brady? What is it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear it. What if Tom Brady goes to the Jets? What? I mean, what if that happens? What if Tom <laughs> Brady is putting on a green jersey? Because think about this. Think about it. And it's absurd and it's crazy. And I totally understand that. But the Jets have a great defense. They have they have a top three defense in the NFL right now, right? So defensively, check. Offensively, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Reese Hall's coming back. They are a young team. The Jets, as we were talking about just a little bit earlier, Jets have one of the shittiest quarterbacks. That is that is where they are hurting the most at. Come bring in a system guy. Come bring in a guy that is surrounded with weapons because Mike Evans has not looked the same. This team is struggling to stay healthy. He goes to the Jets, carries him to a Super Bowl. <clears throat> what did I, did I, did I, I don't know about the Super Bowl. Well enough. <laughs> I don't know about the Super Bowl, but that's what Tom Brady values. He likes a good defense. I think he's... I yeah. think he sees that. He knows that's the recipe for success. Like, you have to have a really good defense if you want to win. That's why he went to the Bucks, right? Like, they had just mm – -hmm. they still do. I mean, they just have talent all over. I can yeah. see that. Um, does he want to play in the cold? Does he want to go play in I New see, York? I does he want to I, I know. see Tom – or does he want to see Belichick and have that over his head a few times a year? Uh, I think he goes out west somewhere. That's my take, uh, but I could see why he would pick the Jets. Yeah, so for like those reasons. Like, think about this though, like because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers wanted to get paid. He wanted a shit ton of money. They paid him a shit ton of money. There it is. Tom Brady doesn't give a shit about money. Like he is not financially driven because he's got so many other ways that he's making money. He doesn't care about money. The man wants to win. So then you have to think, what teams out there? Like the Vikings are another one that kind of come to mind. Um, but both these teams are cold-weather teams, so that's where I'm like, man, maybe not, because Tom Brady, I wouldn't want to play in the cold. I'm sure he doesn't either. But the dude wants to win. What teams out there are a pretty complete team 
in every position but quarterback. Vikings are are kind of in there. Their defense is a little little shaky, but like offensively, there's quite a few weapons around there. Kirk Cousins is on a con. He's he's done after this year with the Vikings, probably unless they re-sign him. But um, have not heard anything about that yet. I just the, it, the Jets came to mind right away. It's a fun thought experiment. I don't know if it actually would happen, but how fucking cool would that be? Or the 49ers. 40, well, and I thought about that. And I, I the 49ers, the only reason I don't see that happening is because of Trey Lance. Yeah, that's the only, that would be the, that would the only, be the only reason. Hang up. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the draft capital that they have invested in him. Yeah, it makes sense on paper. Don't get me wrong. Like Tom Brady going to the 49ers, that is no-brainer. Right, because they have a best defense in the NFL, so many weapons. They do struggle to stay healthy, and and that is kind of the mantra of the 49ers the past couple of years. But it makes sense. I just don't. I and I almost put the 49ers on there for that reason as well. But then I stopped because I was like, I just think that they're gonna have to play Trey Lance. I think like that is the future. They have so much invested in him as far as like what they've drafted with him. They haven't really had the opportunity to use him. They want to see what this young man is gonna bring to the team. I'm not writing it off, but like I think there's there's I, I, it's just fun to think about at the end of the day, like Tom Brady to the Jets, like that's absurd. Yeah. But I think the thing we do both agree on is he's gonna play somewhere else next year for sure. Yeah, I, it's like any athlete, anytime anybody's done anything, I almost like when you're leaving a gym and you're playing basketball, you got to end on a make, and I think he wants to end on a make. I think he wants to end on something successful. I don't think yeah. this year is just gonna leave a bad taste in his mouth if he retired. So I think at the bare minimum, he's gonna do it just for that. Yeah, I, I I don't see him playing there. Um, all right, last game. Uh, this game has not happened yet. Chargers Colts. Give us a rundown on what you're thinking. Is uh, give us your the the Allen Skinny on this one. And that uh, is the game tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chargers. They they win. They clinch a playoff spot in the AFC. Um, I think a lot of people would want to see that for Herbert. Uh, we get we get we get Big Dick Nick. We get Nick Foles. We, you know, BDD baby. Hey, hey, what, let's 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 see let's see let's see what what happens with this game. I think the interesting uh, thing from from a fantasy perspective on this, the Colts defense can be very salty. They're like top five in yards per drive. They're a top overall defense. If you're relying on any of the Chargers to quote unquote go off to win this one, cross your fingers and say some prayers, just because that's not how the Colts generally like to play football. Um, yeah. but we'll see what, we'll see what Nick can do. Cause they don't have, they don't have JT, you know, they, they're, they're going to, I think, struggle in many ways to move the ball themselves. And this team, this whole year has been turnover prone. So mm-hmm. interesting to see how this could go, but I, hopefully this just, hopefully this is like, you throw the script out the window and this is just a shootout for us to enjoy. Yeah, that would be a blast. I think for me, Michael Pittman is probably one of those, those players that, yeah, I mean, at this point, you're kind of hosed because <laughs> we're at the end of the week. I'd I'd feel comfortable playing Michael Pittman, I think, um, because I think he becomes a focal point in this offense with all the uh, John Taylors out, and um, I think they might pass the ball a little bit more in that that regard. But we'll see. I, you know, Nick Foles is he's Nick Foles, so BDN. We'll see how he does. Um, last thing here, we're just gonna very quickly give you a waiver wire target. Look, if if you're still here, you're still listening, you're looking for some fantasy options for the waiver wire, 
you're at the end of the season. The, the only reason you're probably doing this is if you're playing for the championship. So the only note that I have here is look at Jacksonville's defense. They're probably there. Um, they're playing Houston this week, and Houston's kind of a frisky team, as we talked about. And and uh, But Jacksonville's look pretty damn good. And so if you're looking for a matchup, Jacksonville's probably there unless somebody has kind of has that forward thinking thought, but that was kind of one that came to mind. So that's really the only wave wire target I have at this point in the game. Uh, you're, you're probably not looking for a whole lot of waiver options. So that's what I brought. That's what I brought to the table. And that is it for this episode. So I, I, uh, I hope all you guys all had a very Merry Christmas and uh, we're gearing up for the new years. We're still going to be doing the show. Just because the fantasy season is coming to an end does not mean that we will not be providing content all year round for NFL as well as Dynasty Fantasy Football. And uh, and we might sprinkle a couple other fun things in there. So, Alan, am I missing anything? No, sir. Very Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy New Year. Absolutely. Appreciate it. And last, very, 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 very last thing is don't forget to hit subscribe. It, uh, it does really mean the world to us. So hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you are watching, you are listening. This is a podcast. We're on all podcast platforms as well as Twitch, YouTube, and all the social media stuff. So go check it out. Uh, and we'll be rolling out some new stuff here. And uh, so be looking out for that. It's it's going to be gradual, but we're, we're going to be doing some improvements and some exciting new things down the line that we are looking forward to providing to all you Brainiacs. So we appreciate it. And we are out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leather Brains. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app and YouTube, as well as following us at Leather Brains on Twitter and Instagram. If you're looking for specific fantasy advice, including draft advice, trade insight, starts and sits, or even if you want our thoughts on your sports bets, please feel free to send us a DM on Twitter for an answer and a chance to have your question featured on a future episode. Again, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back before you know it.